You're listening to the Beside the Badge podcast with your host, Paul Bunker, veteran chaplain and friend to law enforcement. Welcome back to yet another episode of Beside the Badge. My name is Paul Buckner. I am a private citizen who is a police chaplain, and I want to talk to you today about the fact that it's time for the silent majority to speak up. So who are the silent majority? The silent majority is the person who's not anti-cop. Up until recently, uh, pre-Ferguson or pre-riots of 2020, they may not have been pro-cop, but they weren't anti-cop. The silent majority is the person who goes, look, I understand that injustice happens. I understand that sometimes the wrong person gets convicted, or I understand that the human being behind the badge may make a mistake or a willful decision that is wrong. I understand that happens. I understand that there's a sacred trust between law enforcement and the public, and sometimes that trust is violated. But this person is going, you know what? If we don't have the good cops, we are well and truly in trouble. And so as a private citizen who is a police chaplain, I can tell you I have seen the good that good law enforcement can do. I've seen the bad. And so here's some things that I want to talk to you today that we can do tangibly and a few intangible things that we can do as the silent majority because it's time for us to speak up. First and foremost, we can get out and vote. We need to get up off of our happy butts and go to the polls and actually vote. Now, if you get a, a ballot, uh, you can get a ballot in the mail and you can physically take it in to make sure it gets counted. That is not a problem. But you need to go out and physically appear and physically vote in person. Make sure that your vote counts. I don't care what your politics are. Make sure that your vote counts. That's the American way. You will find if you watch or listen to any of my other podcasts that I am a constitutionalist. I very much love our constitution. I believe that it was a framework laid down by very smart men. And I believe that they had the best interests of future generations. And that's us in mind when they wrote it. So you will find I am a firm believer in the U.S. Constitution, in our constitutional right to freedom of speech, freedom of movement, freedom of religion, and freedom to bear arms. And so if you don't like that, I understand, but that is who I am. I make no bones about it. That, I believe, is the majority of folks within the silent majority. We've even seen folks who have never owned a firearm before in their life in the year 2020 have bought gadzooks of firearms because they've looked around at a small group of people that rabidly hate our country, some of whom are being paid to riot. And they realize that that they may not have a police presence in their area to protect them. That's part of the silent majority. There are people I've met who are like, hey, I voted the, la the last election, I voted this way, this election I'm gonna vote the other way because, oh my word, some of the people that claim to be in my party are absolutely nuts and they're scary. I understand that. I've met people who are lifelong members of one party who have shifted to another because of things that have recently happened. And uh, I'm a very conservative person, so you might guess which parties I'm talking about. If that offends you, I understand. I'm not going to apologize for my political views. That's part of freedom of speech. So go out and vote. We have to get up off of our tuchuses and get out there and vote in person. We also need to look at what our politicians are doing. So if we have city council members, governors, mayors, if we have people who are, let's say, district attorneys, prosecuting attorneys that are literally violating their oath of office, are literally thumbing their nose at the people who put them in office, we need to stop and go, huh, there's such a thing as a recall. Now, not all states, not all cities, not all counties have all these things in place. Look them up. 
learn your rights and learn your recourse. You don't always, in many cases, you don't have to wait for that person to be voted out of office the next time. If their term is X number of years, you might want to get rid of them now. So if you're in a city that is being held captive by city council members or a mayor, if you're in a state that your governor has run amok, recall them, have them removed from office. And there are parts of California that have not had a conservative in office in over 50 years. I'm 42 years old. So longer than I've been alive, there has not been a conservative in office in that area. And they have recalled those politicians and replaced them with people in special elections who will represent the interests of the people. And that is the power of we the people. It is time for the silent majority to get up off of our butts and do something. Don't just talk a good talk. Don't just flood social media with memes that do absolutely nothing but make us feel a little bit better. Get off of our butts and do something. It is also time to call out media hypocrisy. We need to be talking to the media on their social media pages. We need to be calling out their hypocrisy and saying, you guys claimed this happened. There are umpteen witnesses at the scene that were filming it. I've seen the footage and it does not reflect even closely what you claimed. You guys are lying. We are experiencing a time, and this is about as political as you're ever going to hear me get, where the media has been weaponized against the American people. It is time for the silent majority to say something. It is time to vote your conscience. And then I want to talk very specifically, we're, we're in a time where many, many people in law enforcement, and these are our, um, we're in a time now where many people in law enforcement feel that they want to get out. They have watched what's happened. They don't feel like they have friends. They have seen this garbage on social media. They've seen the police officers attacked and no one trying to help them. And they feel like it's time to get out. And I'm going to tell you, that's like removing a dam. I have been a, a civilian police chaplain for about 11 years. I've got a, um, a bunch of different departments that I've worked with. I'm officially the chaplain of one, unofficially the chaplain of numerous, and unofficially the chaplain of many individual officers. But I've seen a lot. I've seen what lurks around at night. I've seen the, the, the fiends that are out there that if they knew there were no repercussions for what they were doing, if they knew that the men and women behind the badge weren't there, they would run amok in our streets and it would be up to the silent majority to get out there and shoot them. Because literally, these are the people that are being held back by law enforcement. Law enforcement is acting as a dam. And if you're a member of law enforcement, thank you for what you're doing. Right now, it is up to the silent majority to start healing some of the cracks in the dam. Right now, it is up to you and I, as John Q. Public, to get out there and say, you know what, this far and no farther. I saw people who lived in Ferguson during the first and second Ferguson riots that stood between law enforcement and the rioters and said, you don't live here and you don't speak for us. These are our police officers. You are destroying stuff here. You don't live here. And they stood between them. And to those men and women, it happened in Seattle, it happened in Baltimore, it happened in a lot of different places. 
but you'd have to look at social media to see it because guess what the media by, by and large doesn't want you to see. I saw an article the other day that it's like law enforcement struggles to, uh, to deal with the rage of an angry nation or something like that. Wow. Nice choice of words there. Nothing biased or trying to incite something there. Many people in this country are very happy with the average police officer. Many people in this country realize we need to keep them. We know there's bad eggs. Trust me. I've been around law enforcement for over a decade. I've seen bad ones and I've seen them removed. We need to be working as the not so silent majority, the no longer silent majority. Somebody make that a hashtag. The no longer silent majority needs to speak up. And when we see officers, we need to wave. When we see officers at the gas pumps, we need to slow down and say, hey, praying for you, brother. We need to say things like, hey, hey, sister, thank you for staying. Thank you for, for, for not abandoning us right now. Because there's officers that I deal with on the regular that they want to walk away because they don't feel like anyone cares. We have laws in our states that are making it easier and easier for bad guys to get away with things. In my state, we had a gentleman recently who was caught in the act, witnesses by the plenty, of shooting behind him at a vehicle driving behind him down a state highway. The guy's not right in the head. And he claimed that they were following him. So in his mind, that made it okay for him to try to shoot them. Now, if he hadn't had a gun, he'd have stopped and got out and hit him with a baseball bat or he'd have rammed him with his vehicle. The problem is the guy. And so he was released, charged with three felonies, as I recall, and he was released on $300 bond. <clears throat> Shouldn't have been released at all. Should have been held over for trial because this is the kind of guy that will go over to somebody he knows who doesn't keep a tight rein on their firearms or, or get a big vehicle and steal it and go out there and start running people over because he knows he's in trouble or he'll just disappear. And now we've got him in the wind where he could do even worse things. These are the kind of guys that you want held without bond. So what can we do as the no longer silent majority? Well, what we can do is we can go and we can befriend these officers. If you see somebody, please, for the love of Pete, and I, I talk about this in other episodes, don't walk up to them when they when they come into a store or a business, a restaurant, whatever it is that, you know, that, that they're walking into that you're in and around. Don't go up and go, I didn't do it. <laughs> don't do that. Look at them and say, Officer Johnson, thank you for doing what you do. Has anyone, has anyone thanked you today for what you do, Mr. Mr. Jones? Uh, has anyone thanked you for what you to do, do today, uh, Miss Smith? Odds are no one has. Um, I, make, I make a point when I'm somewhere. If it's one of my brothers and sisters that know me, I don't say it to them every time. I'm like, hey, what's up, buddy? I give them a fist bump. I give them a hug. I tell them I love them. But if it's an officer that I don't interact with that doesn't know me, I was, I was walking... Um, I was walking out of a business as someone was walking in and I could just see the, the belief, you know, the, the broken down, almost defeated look on this police officer's face. And you could tell he was frustrated and you could tell he, he was not having a great day. And I looked at him and I said, has anyone thanked you for what you do today? And he looked up and he kind of, he kind of half smiled. And I think he was waiting for the other shoe to drop, honestly. And he looked at me and I smiled real big 
and offered him a handshake and he took it. Now there's a lot of officers that are trained not to take handshakes. He could tell I was not a bad guy. He looked right at me. The reason that they're trained not to take handshakes is people may try to grab your hand, control it, and then, and then attack you. Most people are right-handed. So they try to control the right off the officer's right hand. So that's why a lot of officers don't shake hands. But he realized I was one of the good guys and he smiled and I watched, I watched his shoulders come up. I watched him perk up a little bit. I watched his smile broaden and he said, no, thank you. I said, well, I appreciate you for what you do. You have a great day. I didn't need to stop and tell him, hey, I'm a civilian police chaplain. This is what I do. He doesn't need to know that. All he needs to know is that John Q. Public cares about him. Um, don't stand by if you see a lone officer and they are getting their backside handed to them because they're human beings, by the way. They're not bulletproof. They're not stab proof. They're not beating proof. Some of them are exceptional at all three of the above, but they're not superhuman. And you see them having their life taken from them. You see them being attacked. Don't stand idly by with your stupid phone and record it. Get up there and defend them like they were your brother. Now, I don't mean run out into a, a tent situation where guns are drawn. I don't mean, uh, if, if you don't feel like you have the skills, don't put your life at risk unnecessarily. But don't stand idly by and watch as an officer's life is taken. I have been involved in altercations protecting police officers. I have men and women that are behind the badge that love me for the fact that they know I have their back. A lot of officers feel like that one day they probably will die alone at the hands of a very bad person while a crowd of onlookers watches their life ebb away. That's not fair and that's not right and no one should go through that. What are some things that you can do in your area? I'll talk more about this in different episodes, but some of the things that you can do in your area. Um, in my area, there's a group that um, they are giving away gift baskets. And so you can adopt a police officer in certain jurisdictions. And I come from rural America. The departments are small. The communities are small. The, the number, the population in individual counties is small. Um, we have fewer people in my entire states, in my entire state, than some cities have for a population other places. Thank God for the electoral college. And if you don't understand why that's a good thing, you need to research it. But they give away food baskets. They give them little gifts of late to try to help some of these officers and say, hey, just, just so you know, we care about you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for going the distance. Um, another thing you can do is educate yourself. Understand the difference between a civil matter that you need to take before a judge, i.e., well, this guy lived with me and when he moved out, he took some of my stuff. So officer, you need to go to his house and you need to take the stuff back that, that he took from me. Okay. You need to get a judge and you need to get a court order and then law enforcement will go enforce it. Why? You don't want police officers playing Judge Dredd on the street. There's a reason that the judicial system is separated from law enforcement. This is where we need to educate ourselves as the American people. I've had people go, well, Paul, I, I know that you're in tight with the cops, but but there was there was a man on my property and and he did this thing and I know I know he's not there now and I don't have any evidence that he was there, but but I need you to go and, and you need to tell them that they need to go arrest this guy. Huh? You literally have no evidence. Um, now I've seen officers that haven't done their job. I've seen officers that won't file a report when they should. That's unacceptable. But I've seen private citizens who don't understand the law. 
A car accident in a private parking lot is treated differently than a parking than a car accident on a city street or a state highway or a federal highway. We need, as the American people, to understand there are differences in rights. Um, there are people that the average American, and this is a problem with our school system. I'm not blaming the teachers. I'm blaming our school system as a whole. You want to talk about something that's a systemic failure, and I would argue in some places by design, people don't understand their rights. There was a time we taught civics, and the average American understood certain things like the amendments to the Constitution. These are desperately important for us to remain a free people. So understand your rights. I'm going to go back to law enforcement for a minute. Um, you know, you can, you can hand a card off at the door. Um, I remember years ago when my son was little, he was very, um, he was intimidated around police officers. A lot of young people are, he was a little kid. Um, he's in his twenties now. So he was little and he, he was like, he was like, well, mommy said, or I don't remember somebody had said his mom and I weren't together, but they, they had said something to the effect of, um, you know, the, the policeman, if you're bad, the policeman will take you away. And my son was like pretty freaked out about it. I said, no, son, that's just something people say. By the way, John Q. Public, me to you, please stop saying stupid things like that to your kids. It actually causes kids to be afraid of cops for no good reason. And they need to know they can run up to a police officer if a bad person is chasing them and say, officer, please help me. That guy, that person is trying to abduct me. I just witnessed a crime. Please help me. So uh, we need to make sure that our children understand that police officers are good people on average, right? So I went down, I bought a, a fresh package of cookies and I took it down to the local police station and I walked in with my son. There was a young lady at the counter behind the bulletproof glass and I laid them down and I said, hey, I just want, uh, my, my son had said this and this and I just wanted him to know that police officers are good people. And so a couple of officers came around, shook hands with my son, gave him a fist bump, thanked him for the cookies, which were in a sealed package. A lot of police officers will not eat something from you if, if they don't know you that is not coming from a sealed package because unfortunately there are some little turdlets out there that uh, they want to try to poison a police officer. And so my son got to see that there were positives. And during his childhood, we'd be somewhere and he'd, he'd go, Dad, why does that policeman have two guns? Well, he'd have a taser and his sidearm. And I'd say, well, go ask him. And he'd go, oh, okay. And he'd be like, come with me. And it got to the point, my son will come up and hug my law enforcement friends. We, we fixed that situation. But I would turn to my son and say, hey, go ask him. And then he would say, um, he'd say, why, why do you carry a black gun and a yellow gun? And the officer would say, oh, well, this is a taser. This uses electricity to make people fall down. So I don't have to hurt them really bad if they're, if they're resisting arrest. And my son was like, wow. And the officer would pull a taser out, and, you know, and it would, you'd hear the, the crack of the electricity. And, and, and my son kind of jumped back and like against my leg. And of course they're like six feet apart. It's not like my kid was going to get hurt by just the, the arcing of the electricity across the top of the taser. And the officer smiled at him and holstered it. And he said, he said, yes, it, it helps me not to have to hurt bad people too badly. Uh, and it protects me. My son's like, Oh, okay. And he got to see the inside of cop cars and different things like this. We need to make sure that we're raising our children in an environment where we're not teaching them to be afraid of law enforcement. When, when little children are afraid of firefighters, they hide from them in houses and they burn to death. They die of smoke inhalation. When little children grow up and they, they fear law enforcement stupidly, unnecessarily, because they were taught that 
by their parents, it causes them to be concerned about, well, what happens if I go to the police and I tell them this? Maybe you should go find out. And then pray for, if you are a person of faith, I am a firm believer in Jesus Christ. He's my Lord and Savior. I am an evangelical Christian. I am a chaplain. Pray for the police officers that are around you and their safety. Put, put their picture up. If you, if you saw it on social media, print their picture out and put it up on your refrigerator and pray for them. Pray for your local police department. Pray for your local sheriff's department. Pray for these men and women behind the badge. Send a card to the department and say, hey, my church is praying for you. And I will tell you, I talk about this in other episodes, so it, I'd love it if you found me uh, anywhere that uh, anywhere that podcasts are found. Look for Beside the Badge. I have a YouTube channel. I have a social media presence on Facebook. Look me up, like, follow, subscribe, because there's some really cool things I've seen people do, guys and gals like you out there in the public, what you guys do. I have seen churches with great success uh, go out into the local community. It's harder with bigger departments. It's easier with smaller departments in smaller towns, but it's still doable. And they will put up a sign, maybe that along the along the edge of the road that says, um, "Law enforcement are welcome at our dinner." Um, they'll go out and and uh, they will call the non-emergency line for their area, and they'll say, "Hey, can you put out?" Uh, the word that we are having a dinner here at our church tonight and any officers on duty are welcome to swing by. We have delicious food. And I, I am being a civilian police chaplain. I have worked extensively with law enforcement and I have been blessed to have their personal cell phone numbers and I've gotten to know them very well. I've been at their houses. I've been, they've eaten at my table. We've gone shooting together. We've gone to training together. I've helped them with various things they were struggling with. I've been there for their, the birth of their babies. I've been there for their funerals. I've been there for their weddings. These are amazing. By and large, these are amazing people that don't get paid enough and they don't do it for the money. But I happen to know some of these officers and I would take and I would send a text message with a picture of a delicious looking plate of food. And we would have dinners at our church on Sunday nights and on Wednesday nights. And we would offer any local officers that wanted to come in. We had officers from other jurisdictions that would stop by. And you have to understand, this is small town America. So towns are five minutes apart, four minutes apart, eight minutes apart. And a lot of the restaurants close down. And so at night, they're not open. And these, they, they literally joke about the, the towns, the streets rolling up in these towns. So this is a very real thing. And they would stop by. They knew our church. And our church went from people going, oh, there's a police officer here. Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul, why is there a cop here? Is somebody in trouble? To going, hey, I know you, Jim. How's it going? Now, there were people that got pulled over uh, that had been pulled over, and they're like, I don't like that cop. He gave me a ticket. Well, Bill, why did you get the ticket? Well, my tags were expired, and I was speeding. Then you probably deserve the ticket. There's a reason those tickets are there. And, well, that's true, but, uh, you know, when I tried to get out of it, my word's not his, he was kind of a jerk. Yeah, cops don't like being lied to. It's weird. Most of us don't. But it went from little things like that or dumb questions or dumb jokes to people feeling comfortable, which is what you want. People starting to relax and realize that this is not a uniform walking around. It's a human being in a uniform who is wearing a badge. You get some cops who get into it for the wrong reasons. I'm not making excuses for them. But I've, I've seen some amazing officers that have come into our church and to other churches and found a church home. One of the communities that I was involved with, their chief, due directly to the involvement of the church with his officers, held police officer events at that church. 
and he himself with his family joined that church. That's awesome. That's awesome. If you are a person of faith and you are with a faith community, you are part of a house of worship, a church somewhere, you should be reaching out into the law enforcement, EMS, firefighter community. And by the way, don't forget dispatchers. They hear, they hear terrible things. They don't necessarily see them. They hear them. And those things linger. They are helpless on the phone to do anything but get the details and help the officers, the firefighters, the EMTs, the paramedics to get to the scene. So I'm going to land this plane. I want to say thank you. This is a relatively new podcast that I'm doing. I want to say thank you to my three sponsors. I have been blessed with three sponsors and I'll have videos uh, up and uh, audio up depending on which version of this you're listening to. Uh, but I will have those up soon. Um, gentle Response, John Leo Riley has Gentle Response, which is a, he's an instructor who teaches de-escalation. And we're talking some top shelf de-escalation. I have had de-escalation training. I've used de-escalation extensively in my background in church safety, in executive protection, and alongside, as I say, beside the badge. I have used said training, and John's training is amazing. I have not yet had a chance to go through his full-fledged training, but it is hands-on. It is amazing. Uh, number two, Got Your Six Coffee. I am a friend of the owners, and when I found out about his mission, I met him. I'll talk about that in a future podcast. But when I met him at an event and realized that we were on the same mission, uh, this was my tribe. This is my tribe. So uh, Eric Hadley is the founder of Got Your Six Coffee, and his coffee company, past what it takes to survive, past what it takes to keep the, the business open, they give away their net profits to law enforcement, paramedic, EMT, firefighter, and veteran causes. Extremely noble. I love it. I've been there for his events and done everything from hand stuff out to pull security, to be there for medical, to help him uh, at expos, to get the word out about what they do. They have amazing coffee. Drink it. You won't regret it. And then thirdly, uh, one of my favorite instructors, his name is Matt Combs, and he has Shield Force International. You can find him online. He is on the internets. And uh, Matt Combs is extremely skilled. It would take me half an hour to tell you all the certifications he has and all the things he can train you in. But for law enforcement, one of the amazing things he can do is he can help you with ambush survival. We are in a day and age right now coming up into this political season that we're entering into where some very bad people are trying to do bad things to the men and women who put on a shield every day and go out to take care of us and protect us. So if you are Blue Family, if you are law enforcement, look up Shield Force International. They are based in the Springfield, Missouri area. And this guy, he's he's have training, will travel. He will come to you and he will teach you. I think he was in Delaware recently. So I always pray out an episode, so I'm going to pray for the safety of our law enforcement, and I will bid you good day. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a nobody from nowhere, but you've given me a microphone and a mission. And uh, Lord God, I've ridden for years next to officers. I've spent my time beside the badge. And this, I feel, is maybe a way I can reach to another level and help officers to cope with the stress, help people in the, in the, in the public to understand what it is that our law enforcement sees and hears and experiences. I lift them up to you, Lord God. And when evil men and women come against our law enforcement in this nation, Lord God, I ask that you would protect our officers, keep them safe, even bend the bullets around them, cause the evil men and women to stumble and to fall, to reveal their plans, that those plans would be thwarted. I lift these men and women up, Lord God, and I thank you for what they do to protect us 
every single day in your son, Jesus name. Amen. Guys, I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Beside the Badge podcast. Stay safe out there and be sure to subscribe and share this podcast. 